0: Welcome to Lamp Housing, a comics podcast. I'm Jamin.
1: I'm Cameron. And we're looking
0: forward to hanging with you today. I uh, hope everyone had a good Christmas. You, uh, how was your Christmas, Cameron?
1: Oh, uh, very good. I got the best pairs of shoes ever created. It's their Spider-Man series. The soul of the series actually have covers some real Spider-Man comics on them. Like, they're, they're the best things ever created, I think. Like, I got some hyperbole. It's that's really cool. Back.
0: I actually got a pair of shoes for Christmas as well. I got uh some DC Comics Converse, where it kind of has, like, the Rebirth comics all over the shoes. And they're uh, high-top Converse, so I'm pretty excited about that.
1: Right, that's but,
0: really cool. what's kind of funny, though, is I got the DC Converse, but I also got pack of Marvel socks. So I'm, I'm going to be going around town in Marvel socks and DC shoes, apparently.
1: Wow. that uh, That's a dangerous combination.
0: Yeah, some people are like, one or the other. <laughs> like, to me, I view Marvel and DC how I view cats and dogs. Like, why not both? <laughs>
1: um, I've never understood liking Marvel and not liking DC or vice versa. Like, it doesn't make sense to me.
0: I, I legit know someone who is like that, who's basically prejudiced against anything DC. Like, we had to bed her until Watch Wonder Woman because it was a DC movie. And then she really hated it when she
1: had to admit it was okay. <laughs> um, the so one time I've ever only liked Marvel or, no, Marvel was when I was, like, younger and uh, I forget what it was, just because, like a, like, a friend of mine told me that DC sucked because Superman was boring. So I, like, w- believed and wholeheartedly that DC wasn't good.
0: Okay, well, we're getting way off track. I was just kind of excited about what I got for Christmas, I guess.
1: <laughs> oh, well, one thing that I also find really cool is I got the complete set of Spider-Man PS4 pop figures, which are really cool-looking together. oh nice how do you put, uh, this is anyway, now actually going into what our real topic is is um the best uh, stuff we're going to do our best of for the most part of the year so our first topic is best theories. Um, I don't think mine is going to be that surprising so I'll let you go first on this one Okay,
0: my best series probably won't be too surprising. Uh, the series actually also ended this year, so it was really only going like the first half of the was year. Was it a miniseries? It, uh, it might have been. I think it was like a it it, was, it it only ran like 12 issues, and I think six of them were this year. Hmm. Uh, it was Blackpool. Um, I don't really know if that was an ongoing series or if they just, I think it seemed like it probably was because it was, the story was pretty complete when it ended.
1: I think it was so originally, it was probably... this is just like what I know of it, because like I follow on Twitter a big Inhuman account, and apparently it was supposed to be an ongoing at the beginning, but then after Death of In- Inhumans came up, it became like, they told, uh, what's the writer's name of it again?
0: Saladin Ahmed. They t- well, that's how I read it anyway.
1: Um, they told him that uh, they had to make it kind of short because of the other event that it wouldn't work anymore, and so then it became a mini series, and it was written like that.
0: Yeah. So anyway, I think that's kind of sad. Cause it was actually really good, and it was one that I probably would have never found otherwise on my own but I kind of uh, I had to review it for some one of the issues for something and then I read it and was like wow this is actually really cool because when you first think a Black Bolt comic book series you don't think that will be that good but it actually really is and I feel like I've talked about this a lot on the show so I probably will just sound like a broken record going on about it so I'll let you go.
1: <laughs> so mine is pretty predictable. It's Batman by Tom King. I don't really think that's too surprising. However, there's a very close second and I was and it probably will be my favorite once I finish reading it. But I haven't got the chance to due to the fact that I realized it'd make no sense to get caught up on it because I was You're, so cutting out. Oh I'm so uh oh sorry. Um my series is um that i picked was um batman by tom king just because it's the main, tom king's main ongoing of the year and it would be mr miracle but i haven't got the time to uh pit, sorry uh, to catch up on it so but so i just don't feel like it'd be fair to put mr miracle there however if but like just assume it's going to be Mr. Miracle and that's like, I finish it and I'm like, and I hate it. Like, I hate the last part, half of it.
0: Okay, so uh, our next is new series, if I'm correct.
1: Yeah, it's, it is your own. So, do you want me to start or do you want to start on this one? Well,
0: I guess I guess you can start this one.
1: So my favorite new series is almost a tie. But I think it has to go to Spider: The Amazing Spider-Man written by Nick Spencer, because as much as I like the new Fantastic Four series, The Amazing Spider-Man um has been keeping consistently hooked, which is something the Fantastic Four do. Maybe it's due to the, the them it being a monthly, and Spider-Man being a bi bi weekly, but um. Something The Amazing Four hasn't been doing as well. Whereas I I look forward to Spider-Man a ridiculous amount of every other week now. And I find every issue is new and exciting and fun. And I find it's uh, it's um the best Spider-Man has been in comics since Superior Spider-Man, which is quite a few years back now. I'm really enjoying it. Hey, well...
0: For me, my favorite new series. Now, again, I haven't actually read this in like a long time, it seems, just because I haven't really had money for comic books since like the end of the summer. So, Uh, but from what I had read, I think I feel like I was seven or eight issues in. Uh, But I would probably give it to Damage. Uh, It was really close between the terrifics. Uh, at one point, I would say it probably was the Horrifics, but then damage kind of picked up. Uh, but to me, it was just one of those that was almost kind of surprising good. Because I kind of got damage just because he was, like, the first one back so mm-hmm. out of the new age of Heroes. And it kind of seemed cool. Uh, and then, you know, like, the first issue didn't blow me out of lot water or anything, but I liked it. And I you know, I just get keep with it and I got a couple of issues and then the story started progressing and started getting really interesting and started getting really cool and I think I told my brother about the character and he was like, well, that's a copycat can of like the whole can of this character and blah 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 and I'm like, well, it still he still has a level of uniqueness to him and the story is what was uh, I found interesting so uh, the Terrifics was, like you said, with mine, it was also almost a tie between the Terrifics and Damage. Uh, but I will probably have to say Damage was my favorite new series.
1: We're now on to the best issue of 2018. So, just to clarify, we're talking about best single issues, but this is also include. Um, Issues like, con- con- this would also include like cumulative issues like where it's a bunch of um, short stories in one issue as long as you can buy it in the comic store on the stands for one issue. So,
0: for me, originally I had written down Metal issue 6, but that was partially because I was lazy and I didn't want to go looking to see which one, which issue was my favorite. And I just remember that one was one of the best. Uh, But then one came to mind that I was like, oh, wait, no, that is hands down the best issue of the year. And it is kind of funny because it was just barely in this year. It was January 3rd. So, but it is in 2018, so it counts. It came out January 3rd, and it was in Black Bolt. It was Issue 9, I believe. Yeah, I'm think, thinking it was 9. It was the funeral of the Absorbing Man in Black Bolt. Which, I guess, maybe i just say like spoiler alert if you haven't read Black Bolt yet. But, oh well. I guess, spoiler alert, because I'm probably going to continue about spoilers for this. So, in general, I guess... Spoiler alert. So. Uh, it was just a super emotional scene. It's the closest guy. I don't really cry for anything fictional at all. But it was the closest I've gotten to crying for a comic book. And the first time I read it. I hadn't really read the rest of the series. So I didn't even know why it was a big deal. That he had died. It was just the way. That the story was laid out. And that. You could just so strongly feel the character's emotions, and even though you didn't necessarily care for the character, which after reading the whole story again, but you at least felt other characters, and you really hurt for them, especially his wife Titania, and it was just one of the best done issues that I've like, ever read. It was just phenomenal. I find
1: some of the best things in comics are when they take a break from the action and, um, focus on the effects of the action. What
0: was your best
1: issue of 2018? So mine was, uh tough one. It was between, um, Action Comics issue 1000 and Batman issue fifty. In the end, I did decide to go with Batman issue fifty because I thought I thought it was unfair putting Action Comics one thousand in the com- in, in the competition just because it was had so much other stories in it. That it's kind of unbalanced to call it my favorite, because some of the stories in it were my favorites. Like, but none of them were. But there wasn't one story that made me go wow and we read them all times like i did with batman 50 as a whole batman 50 has probably some of the most exceptional art uh this year for a comic just because of the they got they basically went to all the best batman artists that are currently still in the comic book industry and got them to do stuff like it was incredible looking it had it was a very divisive issue, but it really, really bothered the plot of Batman so much. And it was really just like a gift to everybody who's been reading um, his run from issue one, well, really issue six since nothing, no, not issue six, issue eight since nothing really starts to issue eight. But uh, <laughs> that's besides the point. It was really interesting. Destiny issue that yeah. summed up everything what I like about Tom King's writing. Cool. Yeah, I, that wasn't
0: a surprise to me at all because I remember when Batman Issue Fifty came out and you like raved about it. I never get to read it, but I remember you telling me that you reread it and reread it.
1: Yeah, I think um, I think I mean some the is it shark or gun? I forget how the expression goes. Well, it's everyone is. is um, yeah. Yeah, I think I have jumped the gun a bit at first, because I think the Wednesday that Wednesday it came out, I wrote Best Single Sue Ever, which I'm not sure, so, I still stand, stand by that, but I do really like it. Oh, did you get the
0: spoiler before it came out? I'm
1: so happy. See, for the weekend the spoiler was going around, I was away, like I was in it, because I was on like a 12, or was it? 12 or 14 or 13, 12 to 14 hour car drive back from uh city. So I couldn't actually get spoiled for since we didn't I didn't want to use any, too much data. And then I get home and I'm like on my phone and I hear that there's spoilers that were going around the that the previous day, but I missed them all. So then I just like I muted the word Batman on Twitter and I somehow didn't get spoiled. Like I just was barely avoided it.
0: Yeah, I remember there was quite the fuss over that, which I kind of see why. I don't think it's the right move to kind of spoil your comic, but,
1: you know. It wasn't... What happened is DC gave New York Times uh, New York Times reviewed it, uh, early coffee to review, and they, didn't, and they didn't put an embargo on it because they didn't think they'd be stupid enough to put the ending of it, like what the first 50 issues were building up to in the What's the word headline? But they were like, fooled. Yeah, because like you wouldn't expect that you would have to say, "Hey, by the way, don't put how it ends in your headline."
0: Yeah, because unfortunate,
1: and that I think that's why it was controversial because it got spoiled. I think, and because people who weren't reading Batman from the from like when the story started building. Joined in thinking, oh, Batman's getting married. That's neat. Let me read it without knowing the backstory behind everything.
0: I was rooting for him to actually get married, though. What? I was rooting for him to actually get married.
1: Though. Oh, I I think Tom King has said he's all but confirmed it. Really, that that it's not the end of their relationship. It's hinted at in Batman and Catwoman that they're going to come back. Issue one hundred. Um, Either it's going to be them for sure getting married, or like, because uh, that's his last—is it issue one hundred or issue one hundred and three? Anyway, his last issue on the one is going to be getting married, but we're not going to know it ahead of time. Like, it's just going to be the last page showing them getting married. That's how it's going to end. Uh, you can quote me on that in like two years when it ends. Well, I kind of see
0: why they didn't get married, but.
1: You know. it's because of the like um, spoilers for current Batman, <laughs> but like the whole plot of Batman, like the whole issue saga, even currently is Bane. It's kind of like Nightfall from the 90s, but actually then White is like Bane, not Nightfall, Night Quest or whichever one where Bane has all the villains, like every villain Bane's sending out and manipulating them into tricking Batman to doing something. And it's so good. How people aren't understanding somehow 60-some issues later that that's what's going on and still thinking Tom King's just throwing Bane in for no reason, even though there was a 20-issue arc just focusing on Bane's plan. It just doesn't make sense at this point, like the people's reaction to it. Mm. Maybe I will to sometime find the time yet. That-
0: catch up on some Tom King Batman.
1: <laughs> the less you know about the better I find because like at the end of every third issue I'm kind of staring at the last page. Because <laughs> it's like they can do that? Like that's my reaction to every issue. <laughs>
0: yeah. Those are fun comics. Those those kinds of comics are fun learning.
1: <laughs>
0: so I guess we can go on to the best movie of 2018.
1: Oh, sorry. I think you cut out there.
0: Oscar said, uh I guess we can go on to best movie of 2018.
1: So, just to be clear, we You know, I think we're both going to pick a comic book movie. we just comic book movies. We're not going overall. But um, do you want to start off? Because I think we'll have the different ones, but I'm completely sore. There's a feel
0: like we will have different ones, just because I know uh, that you don't feel as strongly about the Marvel movies as I do.
1: Oh, my, my answer is a Marvel movie, but I don't think it's the Marvel movie you're thinking of.
0: Uh, well, well, we'll see. Uh, my favorite, p- favorite movie of this year, uh, for one thing, it had one of the biggest impacts, really in movies in general, 2018. Uh, and it actually was a really good movie, wasn't in, Avengers: Infinity War?
1: Mm-hmm.
0: It means an ending with the next one, so we'll see how that goes. But you know, as of now, it's a really good movie, uh, and I really enjoyed it. It was one of those movies that like actually lived up to all the hype for me.
1: Hmm. Um, mine's not Avengers: Infinity War. I did like it, and if I was Picking Just Live Alexon. And probably my favorite. But mine is Spider-Man. Into the Spider-Verse. I saw this movie. Oh yeah. Exactly a week ago. Is today. Oh no. Week, no. Six days ago. I saw it on the 22nd. I and I. Adored it. It was so. So good.
0: I couldn't pick that one. Because. Well, I haven't seen it yet, so <laughs> um,
1: I'm not gonna go into spoiler territory because one, you haven't seen it, and two, it's still relatively well yeah. new. It was amazing. Uh, every character was great, even Spider Ham. Like, um, every, there wasn't a sing, there wasn't a second dull part in the movie, and it looked amazing. In that, and it isn't just because it was the first day I got glasses too. I thought it looked really cool. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <I'm trying> to... <laughs> okay. uh-huh. um, i might try and see it sometime this week or maybe next week i'm i'm planning on i got F, uh, uh gift cards for the theater I, I was about to say what theater but i realized that maybe <laughs> that's not necessarily your local theater um but i got gift cards to go to the movie theaters and so i will be able to go see another movie i saw aquaman which was really good but now so spider first was actually my first choice that i wanted to see but my siblings and you know other family members uh i think they weren't as interested in the cartoon spider-man movie as i was
1: i actually forgot it was animated at times like i'm not kidding i got so immersed into it and like the the it felt like it was a comic book It was like you were watching a comic book. I'm not even... Well, me,
0: it's actually really pretty animation to me. I actually really dig the animation from what I've seen of it. It's
1: so smooth. Like, um, I remember, like, the first thing I thought after I got out is it was like I just saw a comic. Like, it was looking, and I highly recommend seeing it in a theater if you can, just because it's. One of those movies, I think seeing it on the big screen in like that high quality heightens the experience or more as lowers it. So now we're on to the first, unless you have anything more to say.
0: Uh, that, yeah, that, that's all for me.
1: So now we're on to the first not so happy subject and that is the worst comic book movie of the year and no this isn't saying it's particularly bad it's just not as good as the other ones this year because
0: yeah, a-
1: yeah
0: i was gonna say i didn't really run into any bad movies comic book movies this year
1: uh
0: but for me this is almost more of the least best movie
1: <laughs> so mine Oh, say mine! <laughs> mine's almost bad. It's just okay, in my opinion. And I know you're a big fan of it, but mine's Ant-Man and the Wasp. I just really wasn't liking it too much. Uh, it it wasn't. I liked it more than like the first Ant-Man movie, but not by much. I thought it was almost identical to the first Ant-Man movie, just uh, with a bit more. Uh slow to it and a bit more plot, <laughs> but it didn't feel like the quality that I that has been coming out of Marvel recently. And it felt like they're going back to the real bare bones, um basic plot structure with jokes. Whereas, like ever since even when was it like post yeah, ever since Civil War, I found they've been make producing a real study stream of good movies. I thought unless I'm forgetting one bad one, I thought that was really good for Marvel. See,
0: I I'm a Marvel fanboy, I guess you call. And so I really don't mind the system that they have going, I guess. So I actually loved both Ant Man movies. And really, the only MCU movie that I would say I dislike... I mean, there are some that are, like, okay. But the only Marvel movie I'd say that I dislike... Or at least MCU movie. The only MCU movie I'd say I dislike is Iron Man 2. Uh, but I guess that's a different story. <laughs> um, for me the worst movie, or as I'd call it, the least best, because the movie I'm picking, I actually did like. Uh, but for I me, mean, the worst movie was Black Panther. What? <laughs> Not because it was bad, but because I didn't like it as much as the other comic book movies that I saw. This That's
1: year. probably my favorite live action movie of the year. I, I respect well, that uh, a lot. But...
0: Now, Don't get me wrong, Black Panther is actually one of my favorite Marvel characters. So, it's not for any biased reason towards the character. Black Panther is actually one of my favorite Marvel characters. And I was thrilled for him to get a movie. But I just felt like... I don't know. I guess it ran to me more like a TV show than a movie.
1: How are you saying that?
0: And so, like, the pacing... ...was kind of weird for me. Like, it was still an entertaining movie. There was a lot of good stuff to queue on. And, like, it was still a solid movie. I just thought it was kind of overrated. I thought it was a good movie, not a great one. And it was, like, getting a lot of attention from everyone. And I just didn't see it. Um... So, to me, the movie's overrated, but I can't hate on it, really, because I still like the
1: movie. See, um... Uh, but,
0: you know, I, I liked Ant-Man and the Wasp more. I liked Infinity War more. I liked Aquaman more. Um,
1: did you see Venom this year?
0: I did not see Venom. I wanted to, but that's when I just didn't get to, which is on DVD now, so I'll probably see it eventually. I don't know.
1: Uh, well... I
0: had all the people that I knew who saw it said it was really good.
1: I'll have to do a follow-up to see if that changes your positioning. But I think you'd like Venom, huh? But... I
0: I don't know. I thought... I was kind of like initially against the idea just because I thought it'd be weird to do a Venom movie without Spider-Man.
1: So, um... Black Panther, the reason why I think it did so, because it was a good movie before it was a superhero movie, and that's not to say superhero movies aren't good. Like, uh, don't come attacking me or anything. <laughs> but um, I found that superhero movies are almost their own subgenre now, and the Black Panther kind of was outside of it. So I think for like um, your a lot of people like you, which there's nothing wrong. With this, this is just my opinion. Uh, on the film, and and the reason why some people think it's overrated is because it's not a superhero film as it is a film, it's just a movie almost. And I think that's why people are upset that like it's becoming an Oscar contender, and uh, Avengers Infinity War isn't, but Avengers Infinity War is not like, uh, this isn't. It's a good movie, but it's not – it will never be considered for any big awards because it is, at the bottom line, a superhero movie. And superhero movies don't translate into great – not that they can't have it, but they're not built off great acting and plot. They're built off superheroes. And it's not to say they're not as good or anything. It's just saying they have two different things you go in looking for them if that makes sense. Well,
0: I get what you're saying. And, like, to me, like, for one thing, it is a relative thing whether or not a movie is good. So I'm not... Uh, so to me, the movie seemed overrated. But at the same time, I don't really mind too much because I really like the character. And I'm really glad that he's getting the attention that the character deserves. And, like, as far as... Sp- acting and how Chadwick Boseman portrayed Black Panther I was really on board with and I thought he did an excellent job and so I'm, I'm just glad that a superhero movie like in general like a comic book movie in general is actually you know getting Oscar considerations mm-hmm. and all this um, another cool thing that happened you know I was at a Carolina Panthers game in November it was after Stan Lee had passed away. And I think it might have been like halftime or something. I don't know. But their mascot, their Panther mascot, came out uh, dressed like Black Panther. Hmm. And it was to commemorate Stan Lee and to honor his legacy. And so I thought that was really cool. And the thought occurred to me that, you know, if the movie hadn't come out this year, they wouldn't have done that. Because no one really, there wouldn't have been enough people who have known or who have gotten it. But because Black Panther really boomed off this year, uh, they were able to do that to commemorate Stan Lee, and I thought it was really cool.
1: Uh, so, I think uh, Black Panther will be a movie that will never happen again. Like, the success it got for a superhero movie like I honestly think in a few in like five years from now, we won't have another Black Panther if that makes sense. Like I really think it's not a movie I was meant to do as well as it did. And I think it's great that that was as good as it was. And it's one that
0: I'm not sure even really needs a sequel
1: i I think it's the same that it's getting a sequel. I really do. It's I think mo- some movies aren't meant to have sequels. I think if you want to continue the world of Wakanda, have, make a Shuri movie, but not a Black Panther movie.
0: Yeah, you can you almost use Black Panther like how you use the Hulk and just include him in a lot of the other movies because he's a great character. But I don't know if you need like another another
1: story. Mm-hmm. So now I think we're done on That do you want us to do best writer or best artist first? Are? Uh, I guess
0: yeah. we can do, I guess, best writer. I guess
1: I think both of our answers are well, not so about yours because, like, uh, but I do, do I have to say my answer? It's Tom King. I mean, I'm yeah, going, I feel like we did too we, much explanation. We, we, we,
0: yeah, I think we can get this over pretty quickly because I think at this point everyone knows why we're going to pick who we're going to pick. Uh, one of my favorite writers of the year was Saladin Ahmed. I don't know if that's actually how you pronounce his name, but that's how I read it. Uh, but, you know, he's the author, the guy who wrote the scripts for Black Bolt. He's also done some... He also wrote an annual for one of the Spider-Man. Spider-Man.
1: He did the first year? you this year. to
0: see it. that was that was pretty That's good. Pretty really good. Um and like just it just and and what blows me away is that he's actually new somewhat new to writing comic. Books. Now
1: he's doing the Miles Morales series, right?
0: Uh if he is, I'd wanna get it.
1: <laughs> like I think he just started the Miles series.
0: So he's just and like for him to you know break into comics with something like black bolt and then immediately get other works, he really so- says something
1: yeah
0: and i'm thinking black bolt did win an eisner too yeah it won
1: so. the best new series
0: so i mean that he's definitely got a promising comic book career ahead of him
1: um for, I'm just going to do a quick explanation for like about Tom King this year. Um, it's Tom King, first of all. My answer's more right. My opinion's right. Yours is wrong. Tom King went an Eisner for best writer. Yours didn't. So I think we're done here. My opinion's more writer than yours. Since that's it's a thing... Can... Do
0: you say more huh.
1: Mm-hmm. That, because that's how opinions work. Opinions can be better than other people's. Okay, fine.
0: <laughs> Me <just>, that <Either> way. <laughs> uh. I'm gonna start calling him Tom Queen now if you
1: don't watch out. On an axle, like, see, as serious as you can get with talking about Tom, comic books. Um, The reason why I like Tom King is because all his stories feel like a real, like, every issue he writes feels more like a real story about real people than superheroes. And I think, because none of us are superheroes, like, none of us have go every night and kill the, and not kill, uh, beat the Joker to death. But, um, all of us have real problems and that's what his stories are more, are nine times out of ten about compared to going to Apocalypse and fighting Darkseid. And I really like, and I really like the way he strikes that balance. Yeah, I can see
0: that. Stuff like that is cool. Um, I think one thing, one thing I like about my Rager dude that I picked uh, was, in some ways, similar because Black Bolt has a lot of space and superhero stuff in it, but at the same time, it's very much emotion-driven, and he's actually capturing the emotions of a character who doesn't really speak.
1: So now we're almost abruptly going into Best Stars due to the cutout. So do you want to start off with Best Artist, or should, or do you want me to? I'm fine. Either way. You can jump uh, in the Best Artist. So my Best Artist is sort of a combo, because I kind of have to. Because um, my Best Artist for, like, consistent series is Patrick Leeson, who did Axe and Comics and Superman this year. That's where I read that he did it. I don't know what else he did, so... Um, but uh and that was a consistent series i could pick up and read but with mid scared since i wasn't always reading mr miracle since i started pretty late on that one i'd only read the occasional mr miracle and um the occasional batman that he did which are always amazing when he does batman or anything else so i really really liked what Mid Scared did but just because i think it'd be unfair to pick him with me not reading enough of him this year it has to go to patrick leeson but if I read more Mitch garage I'd go to Mitch garage And the same with uh, Doc Sanner or Saner, I'm not sure I say his last name because um, I've heard it pronounced two different ways For depending on how the people do it. Uh, he'd also be there if I read more stuff he did. But both him and Mitch garage don't do a lot. And you and I basically have to read every issue they did in order to put them on the list to justifiably. Okay. So I... Love your pitch,
0: really. Uh, Patrick Gleason is like one of my favorite guys for DMUX. I really liked that he was on Superman.
1: He co wrote Superman, yeah.
0: yeah, yeah no, yeah. you know, he didn't. I don't think he had, was an artist on every issue, but he mm-hmm. with Peter Tomasi, yeah. And I would love it whenever he would draw on it because I really liked his art.
1: And is Jamez. yeah, he did. He was really good on it too with his yeah,
0: art. Yeah, pretty good. Honestly, the Superman book usually had solid art.
1: Yeah, the the old Superman, the current Superman's a bit iffy. I kind of I'm I
0: I, I, creating the current Superman. I I, I, I pick up with trades.
1: Yeah, I'm not sure if I'm even gonna pick up the trades. I I'm only reading acts in comics because one, Patrick Gleason's doing the art. And that's good enough. And there's, and half of it's good. And I feel like I'd be doing a disservice to not be reading su- a Superman series because he's my favorite hero. But I'm still not feeling the Bendis shift yet. Like, I thought I'd get used to it and I just haven't yet. Oh, um. another thing that I think Patrick Leeson's been doing is Super Sons. I think he's doing the current, no, is he? Or is it George Tomez? I thought it isn't him. I'm not sore. I'm 50% sore to I'm doing Super But, um, and, like, that's, like, the one Super series I'm currently reading. like, really reading. I still read action comics, but I'm kind of forcing myself to. Yeah. I Um, really what they had going before.
0: Now, the favorite artist I had sorted is, um, kind of almost off a gut reaction on the last thing that I read. Because um, I had to kind of think back of what all that I had read for the year and what art that I liked best. And I, I just, like, just this past week read No gut. Are you hearing that? Yes. Do you know what that is?
1: I can hear you, but, like, it's a bit graspy, like, it's, it's staticky. Well, it's almost
0: like I'll, I'll hear an echo of me, but, like, actually hearing words, it's, like, static. Like, I'm hearing static.
1: Yeah, I'm getting that, too.
0: And it's, like, driving me crazy.
1: I'm getting that when I talk, it's weird.
0: Wait, is it doing it when you talk?
1: Um occasionally, but when you talk I also hear it as well. I've I hear
0: really been hearing it after me.
1: But now I don't hear it at all.
0: I just heard it a second ago. Well, wait, again, you at that time. Oh wait, there we well, I'm just gonna continue and hope it doesn't show up in the final recording. <laughs> so anyway, but the favorite artist I had selected. I recently read No Justice this past week, and I think he did three of the four issues. And I, I've seen his art before, and I really love his art. Uh, but I get on kicks, so, you know, next week I might say it's someone else. But for now, the guy I really like is Francis Manipole. I think that's how you pronounce his name. Uh, just, he he kind of has a style where you can like immediately tell that it's him. Like, I was reading Noah Duskis, and I think there's an issue where he wasn't on, because I think he was dealing with the family of Um, But, like, I could tell, like, right, i like, wait a minute, this isn't him. And then I checked the cover, and sure enough, his name wasn't on there. I was like, because I could tell that Art was, uh, like, a grade below what the previous issues had been. So I realized, like, wait, this isn't him. And then the next issue where he came back and I, doing it and I realized, oh, it's back to him for sure. <laughs> so just like he made the issues even more enjoyable. And like, I mean, I, I don't want to bash like the other artists on the series because I'm sure he's a respectable person in the field, but to me, Princess Manipole just like way out
1: did himself with no justice. Mm-hmm. I um, definitely feel that. And uh, so um, this isn't like in the uh, <laughs> this isn't when I um, this is just like a out there one sort of but, like. Is there a series that you really liked? Um, uh, I that. Uh, got cancelled or ended this year other than Black Bolt that you, would, that you could make come back, you would? Or like a creative team?
0: See, I have to think about that one.
1: And I think that was one of the awful ones I put down. Well,
0: it, I guess it wasn't like technically cancelled, but as far as like a uh, creative team changing, I was kind of disappointed that they put Bendis and all the Superman stuff.
1: Can do on that.
0: Because, like, I, I thought, like, Gleason and Tomasi on Superman, kind of like the green
1: team. But... And then, not so to mention, I, Dan Jergens was doing a great job on Action Comics being the counterpart to it. Yeah,
0: I've, I have read Action, but I've heard good things about it. And I know Gang Jurgens Juer, is uh, is basically a legend. So, I mean, he might be a good thing going with Superman. So I don't know why they got Bendis to, like, fix something that wasn't broken.
1: They should have gone to do, in my opinion, uh, the, instead of getting Grant Morrison, who uh, shouldn't be doing a series like Green Lantern. he should be doing bigger stuff, in my opinion. They should have got him to do Green Lantern, or, like, Young Justice, which is what he is doing. Because I don't think Superman's a good fit for him, personally.
0: Honestly, I would think of Bendis as, like, a screen-level... Kind of guy. So I can see him. That's right. What... My... I don't know. I could see him on Green Arrow or something.
1: Yeah. And uh, it, it, it's his two biggest creations in the comic world were the ultimate universe of Marvel helping make that, which is the street level Marvel universe and Zessica Zones and Miles Warehouse, both street level heroes. Like, they're trying to make him something he's not. That, but yeah. actually, which is more street level, which makes it uh, that's why I, that's what I still read. But uh, one that I kind of miss is um, no, since I don't want to copy you, although that would be my answer, is I'm uh, a bit sad that we're uh, like although I wasn't consistently reading it, I did like um, The Green Man, How Jordan and The Green Lanterns, but it did get replaced with something good, so it's still big loss there
0: yeah I, I haven't got all the way caught up on that but how during the green favorite Uh but I tend to like get trades and then read them later yeah just you know I don't have a remind me and now I haven't even been able to do that which actually you know with starting school and all and all this stuff happening like I actually have had comic books that I haven't even read or opened yet, like, since summer. Mm-hmm. And uh, Volume 4 of Superman, Volume 4 of Hal Jordan. I have, I think, um, metal tie-ins that I haven't read yet. And then I just got a bunch of stuff for Christmas. So, like, I have stuff, like, even though I don't have a lot of money for comics, like, I really ought to just read the stuff I haven't read yet anyhow. <laughs>
1: Um, so now we're doing uh, probably the most beloved best story arc or event. So this all the, the only criteria is it can't be like a full series thing. So it can't be more than I don't know ten issues I guess or eight issues long, and unless it's a singular event, and it can't it be one issue. So anywhere from two to less than a whole series. <laughs> um, so all. Do you, oh, do you want to start on this one, or do you want me to?
0: Uh, I think mean, it does to me. I actually got, kind of like, a few, so... <laughs>
1: um, what did you say? You kind of you kind of muffled out there.
0: There were kind of, like, I don't know. I had a hard time just selecting one.
1: Yeah, uh, mine would, uh, could be the Return of the Fantastic Four, which is two issues long, and it was a really good two-parter, and, the uh, but of course it's um it's ending up being surprise, surprise. Um it's um Batman and it is the issues forty-eight to fifty plus thirty-four. It's a weird order, but it's the four issues of the wedding. It's really good. So I'm gonna gonna do a quick summary and I'm not gonna say how it ends, even though doesn't everybody know how the wedding ends now? like uh probably um so it starts off with catwoman and batman issue 34 i'm pretty sure of it i could be getting it wrong it's because it's been a while since i've read just the individual issues so um don't don't hold me to this but it starts off with batman and catwoman in the night of their wedding we rethinking about like not rethinking like retelling how they met and uh it's kind of cute actually because i'm one of them's telling them the Batman year one Orton, the other one's telling them the golden age Orton. They do that. Cause like, you don't, you don't expect to still hear golden age and year one together. I thought that was really fun. And, uh, and so like, and they're both saying, no, you're going bring it wrong. And it's besides the, it's really, it's a really sweet beginning. And then, so then it's 48 and 49 is what, Everybody thought was the wedding going to end by the Joker. Like when I was talking to people, like the Joker's going to ruin it for sure. No way they really get married. But so then it's this amazing fight with the Joker. And I stated this before, I think the Joker's overused. He was used perfectly here. It didn't feel like it was unwelcomed or anything. It was great. And it was really fun. And then it ends and you think, and you get to the issue 15, it starts off sweet. And you honestly think that it's really going to go. And it's this big twist, and they don't get married due to the due to what you would expect, like a big villain, and you don't even realize it's a villain attack until the very end. And even then, some people somehow didn't realize it was a villain takeover. And it's just a really cool way of doing it. And I thought it was like it was it was bringing the mystery to Batman again, and I really liked it. And it, was, it was
0: well, Metal ended at the beginning of the year, but that was like, I actually had a lot in it, even though it was only six issues, technically, there were like 20 times, but and I
1: didn't read all the time. Yeah, neither did I, I didn't even try to read the volume. I just read the ones I thought looked cool.
0: No, I have a lot, like, I read most of the... I guess one shots about the Dark Batman. The Green Lantern. And I got I got the Resistance trade paperback that I haven't read yet. And there's I probably read most of them,
1: but I still haven't read a lot of them. Did you read The Green Lantern? Um, one off. Don. Yeah. Yeah, I read that one. I really like that one. I got it when I was it uh, went on this vacation in March, and I bought a bunch of comics at this really cool comic store in uh Florida. It's called Coliseum of Comics, and they had it at a good price, so I got it
0: there. I think I remember that. But I also like No No Justice, which I mentioned earlier. I recently just read that, so that's, I, I can still remember that one decently well. But that one was really cool. I really thought it was kind of creative, how they worked the story how they wanted to. And Honestly, I think the art really did help bolster the story. Because um, I, like, really was on board with the art in the book. But, yeah, anyway. And another event that was a four event over the summer that I also thought was kind of cool was Splash War.
1: So, is it metal? So, I was... Like...
0: I guess if I were to pick one out of the three, I guess I would say Metal.
1: Okay. I was just a bit confused. Sorry.
0: Metal finished strong. It started off strong and ended strong, but I think there was a little bit of a middle. That kind of, I guess. I guess it kind of got lost in exposition a little bit. But Metal had a really strong beginning and a really strong ending, so... I, I guess it evened out in the end. It's
1: any comic book event nowadays.
0: Yeah. Um, you Start out with a bang, and with a bang. Yeah.
1: Uh, I think I've mentioned this before, but I have metal signed, and I think that's just the trade paperback, and I think it's just ridiculously cool. Because it was almost by mistake. Like, we would, because when I got this, like, here Scott Snyder speaking got signed, I had no idea that he was going to be speaking at that place to the day of, and we were just in the area for a, Unrelated vacation. It was so cool. It was well. It was really cool getting to hear him talk about the pro- process of making metal and like why he did certain things.
0: Well, there's an out that I might get that opportunity because the Comic Con that's like about an hour away from me that I've gone to in the past couple of years. Um, it was announced that both Scott Snyder and Greg Capullo are going to be there, so. I might get a similar opportunity maybe so we'll see <laughs> the
1: thing that's cool seeing him is that he I don't know if he does it on purpose but he spoils a bunch of stuff like not spoils will tell you a bunch of stuff that like DC does hasn't officially way ahead of time, i will say, oh, I'm not supposed to say this, blah, 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 blah. not sure if he's, because, if, like, I half think he really is allowed to say it, but he just plays it like he's not supposed to, but, uh, <laughs> it's really cool getting to hear, like, what's happening in the next year of comics.
0: Yeah, like, he'll kind of spoil stuff vaguely, that makes sense.
1: <laughs> was... And anyway, yeah, so now we're on to the most broad question, I'd say, uh, Best character overall. So we're picking a fictional character. So this includes anything we want it to include. And my pick is... On, or unless you want to go first, but... You, you you can go first. Is Spider-Man. Now, just to be specific, even though I thought all oh, the spider Man did an amazing job, or just the Spider-People this year, I guess, is Spider-Man Peter Parker, just because he had the most stuff. So he had... I think the most famous scene in Avengers: Infinity War. Would you say that's fair? Like, because everybody was talking about that one scene. Yeah, I think it. Yeah,
0: I would think so.
1: And uh, which is uh, spoiler, his death. I find it silly calling it his death because it isn't. But um,
0: I find it funny you calling it a spoiler because, like, if you haven't seen it. I don't feel so good, memes, and I don't think you've been on the internet, and so I don't think you're listening to us.
1: <laughs> so you had that. then you had. I know you weren't a big fan of it, but uh, you had the uh, star of what I thought was an incredible one of the Amazing Spider-Man. And well, granted, I
0: only read like the first issue. <laughs>
1: um, it, I think it's there's like there's this really cool 2 parter where he actually goes to like. You, have you heard of like the? is it called the bar with no name? Yeah. Where like, that's where all the villains meet just to hang out. And where Peter Parker gets brought there as like a uh, plus one to boomerang. And it's, and he competes in the Spider-Man trivia competition against the brain bot. What, what one of the spider villains from the first like ten issues of the amazing Spider-Man with, played by Stanley and Steve Ditko. And it's just, it's a really fun issue. <laughs> uh anyway but uh he had that then he had this a bit later the uh um i'll oh, use another spider-man active the spectacular video game which is we talked about it earlier on in the episode or i think that was on episode on air uh, which is a really cool um one and uh that video game i'm not going to talk too much about the story just because of spoilers but it has a great story. It just, like, takes you for a ride. And it has so many twists. And the ending is amazing. Uh, what did you say? You kind of were just static.
0: Oh, sorry. No, I didn't see anything. Um,
1: anyway, uh, then you ended it off with, finally with uh having Spider Into the Spider-Verse, which I already talked about how I liked it earlier. So I think he really has had four great things coming from just Peter Parker alone this year, and it really was... Although Spider-Verse is not a Peter Parker movie, neither is Avengers Infinity War, his part in it is just good in both of those two.
0: Yeah, well, those are really good points, and I think to some extent, I would agree with you, Mr. Horace, I'm having the biggest um, year. But I think... Well, I think another big argument could be made for Black Panther, who is who I had picked, just because I I touched on it earlier, is that he was relatively... He wasn't a household name before this year. You know, in 2017, Black Bolt was popular, maybe in the comic book fandom, uh, but he was not a household name. Now, as we're coming to a close in 2018 he is a household name and you find his masks in Walmart and he's now a big part of pop culture and now everyone knows who Black Panther is because the movie was so successful and I mean sometimes you forget that characters like you know Iron Man and Captain America might have been popular to some people but they weren't really household names until the MCU came around Captain
1: America was pretty
0: popular well, I'm not saying like like the characters weren't like super you know, like they weren't popular. Like they had even before the MCU, they had there were movies and cartoons. Well, it just seems like the MCU there's been more of an explosion, I guess. Uh, of some of the
1: popularity was pretty high before the Avengers, because um, he wasn't. Um, the first Avenger really didn't help boost his popularity, but um, uh, I think it, I, he was always quite popular. It's Iron Man who the MCU primarily helped, like... But he did he yeah did get a professor. <laughs> sure.
0: I'm not sure how much attention Thor got uh, before yeah, you know. It's almost hard for me to tell, just because I don't remember how much meant much of how they were viewed before, just because before the MCU came out, like, Iron Man came out in what? 2000 It was 2008. 2008.
1: Because <laughs> this is 10-year anniversary of the MCU.
0: Yeah, so I would have been like 8 years old when the MCU started. So, most of my life it has been in the MCU.
1: Mm-hmm. And, uh, also, um and like the X-Men were like the big powerhouse of Marvel before the MCU, which is crazy. To- yeah.
0: Before the movies, the X-Men, like the 80s air, the X-Men were booming.
1: Uh-huh. So, uh, so well, you're- so
0: I got a little a little off topic, but basically I was saying Black Panther kind of got that this year. You kind of went from popularity to comic book fans to popular to everybody.
1: Yeah, I think Black Panther, I was being objective within but I was just saying like, who, in my opinion, I enjoyed the most out of the character. So was there yeah. any anything- Well, I mean
0: you know how I felt about
1: the movie.
0: It was good. But so there was kind of- Black, Black Panther. Panther Is there anything Black you
1: Panther. that helped you with that conclusion?
0: Well, I just noticed too that like with movies also a lot of times comes comic books, because it seems like whenever there's a movie that's coming out. Like I, I bet we'll see some more Captain Marvel stuff coming out as
1: yeah. Captain well, Marvel. She's been yeah. having, she's been having it ongoing for a while, but um it doesn't guarantee that they're good quality always. Like I heard the um, no,
0: Yeah, not necessarily I, I didn't read any of the Black Panther comic books. I'm, like you start seeing a lot more marketing and more attention uh, put on them
1: so just still curiosity when you say black panther is he like your favorite hero of the year for you or is he the one you think has the biggest or do you think he had the best year i think
0: i was just saying i think he had the best year i think he had the most progression as far as
1: (laughs) yeah i i'd agree with that uh I think Black Panther had the best year. I'm just saying, like for Spider-Man, he was my fit. He had, he gave, he brought me the most enjoyment this year.
0: Well, then, well, we might be able to agree on both ends of that. Then,
1: so would so, like just uh, you don't have to come up with it if you don't know it or anything. But like, do you have anything off the top of your head who you'd say was your favorite um, like character? or just in your opinion, ignoring the effect they had or how popular they were.
0: See. I we have to think. Um, it's hard to say just like, I I'm not sure. It could be Spider Man too. I don't really know. Yeah. Um, of course, I
1: thought. See, <laughs> half of my points for Spider Man, and like you, you haven't played too far into the game. Or what's Spider, so. Yeah, I know.
0: Well, like, from what I have seen of Spider Man, though, Spider Man is one of the top Marvel characters.
1: So, so now we're. But but
0: he did have, but Infinity War was like my favorite movie of the year, and he did have one of the top, I guess, moments. Mm
1: -hmm. So, I
0: guess. Comic book wise, I wouldn't know either. So, I just will just
1: leave it. (laughs) <laughs> my answer is just comic books and not everything combined it'd be mr miracle probably just because i didn't know anything about him before Tom king came, came along but yeah so now we're on to our most loose one for this ridiculously long episode uh which is just the gear and maybe like anything we didn't talk about here obviously i think we'd be um I think we'd be missing out on something if we didn't mention uh, the passing of both Steve Ditko and Stan Lee this year. Uh, they were both two tremendous titans in the creation of the comic um, industry as a whole. Yeah, it
0: was. I didn't really see it coming either, but I, well, I kind of did. I knew it was going to happen, you know, sooner or later. Just
1: figuring- Steve Ditko, like, You like that, like that. Steve Dicko's not being talked about today. Even like when people are talking about twenty eighteen year year reviews, you all like everybody's talking about how Stan Lee died, but nobody's mentioning Steve Ditko. Even when he died, not too many people were talking about it. I think that's a real shame. You see, yeah, I mean,
0: honestly, I can recall like when 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 did he die?
1: Uh, over the summer, I believe.
0: Yeah, I might vaguely remember it. Like but like vaguely remember seeing the announcement once versus, you know, Stanley's is like a you know yeah. like
1: yeah. I think Steve Dickel may have died either right after or right before we started the podcast. But,
0: uh, we started this in the summer.
1: But I found um that. I thought it was really nice. This is a bit off topic, but at the end of Spider-Verse, they had a thing for Stan Lee, which we all knew they would in the credits, but they also had something for Steve Ditko, and I thought that was really nice, because Steve Ditko was very, um, what's the word? Reclusive? Like, he just disappeared, basically, and he never did any interviews or anything, and I I think that's a shame that he was that way, but I don't think that's a reason not to give him the credit that he deserves. He he I mean he did greatly,
0: you know. And to the comics. Yeah.
1: He also made uh some of the more um adventurous aspects of the DC universe and Marvel universe. Like for DC he made characters like the Creeper and the Crested, and for Marvel, he made he basically created that extreme doctor strange mythos with like uh nobu and the dark dimension i'm not sure if he played all of the stuff i'm saying because i'm not that's okay but he created all of the crazy stuff with doctor strange and i think there's nothing else i really really want to talk about this year other oh wait one last thing this year uh we also i saw it's quite possibly The movie that should never worked in a million years, but did somehow—that of that being um, Teen Titans Go to the Movies—I thought that movie was just a really fun movie to see, and it always, uh, I had fun watching it the whole time. I think it—I think I had to just give it a shout out here.
0: Yeah, Uh, you have mentioned it. I—you mentioned it earlier too, but I feel like you know we need to mention again the. Action Comics Thousand Milestone.
1: Yeah, detectives coming up pretty soon too.
0: Yeah. I I'm I hope I have money by the time it comes out.
1: <laughs> yeah. Uh, so I guess this is um the end of the episode.